0: Hello. This is Matt. And this is Jake. And welcome to another episode of Music Sucks. And I want to die. Today we are talking about the album.
1: Exactly the history, the artistic
0: format, mm-hmm.
1: what makes it so probably the best medium of recorded music still to this day.
0: Even though it's not very relevant. Oh yeah. And at this point.
1: Yeah. But... It's funny how much how many of good things are starting to die away. So anyway, now that we <laughs> want to kill ourselves after minute one, where where do we go from here?
0: so a little brief history of the album or record back in the day we had 78 rpm oh mm-hmm, 10 inches which held about three minutes per side mostly used for classical music because that's about all, everything that was being recorded <laughs> at that time Good shit. and album actually comes from they would put a collection of these little three minute discs into basically a binder which mm-hmm. looked like a photo album And there comes the term album. Wow,
1: I I literally did not know that.
0: I did not know that either until I looked this up.
1: (laughs) I'm getting edified (laughs) by the second.
0: All right. Afterwards, we got bigger 78 RPM albums, which could hold up to, oh, five minutes or so. (laughs) Getting real big there. And then then we started having singles like rock and roll and Mm. blues and country and all that. But it wasn't until 1948, which we had the very first 12-inch, 33-and-a-third RPM album. And that became the industry st- standard from then on.
1: Nice. And uh, how much? How long was that? Or how much could that hold?
0: It's about twenty-two minutes per side. Twenty-two I minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a it's a nice upgrade over what five minutes of- <laughs> I've already. Forgotten all the numbers you said by the way. <laughs> it evaporated from my brain.
0: So before we uh, get into what makes an album good, let's sort of define different types of albums. What makes them special, unique, good to listen to, bad to listen to? Yeah, probably since we're talking about albums, we're not really going to discuss singles or anything like that. So yeah, fuck singles. brings us to the very first one, which would be the studio album.
1: Yeah, uh, this is where you get plenty of time to, you know, record everything you want, cut the songs that suck penis, and um, you know, just in general, get every, all the ducks in a row that you want, mm-hmm. and make it sound nice and juicy.
0: Right, right. This would have started late '40s, especially with jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 50s and 60s, we get more like R&B, Motown, that kind of stuff, into rock. And, and then
1: everything else in the history of the world.
0: Yeah, well, though we should note that they still had some records produced when, you know, hip-hop in the 90s and such. But it really started falling out around that time. And the studio album, as far as sort of a concept of a collection of music that goes together, wasn't really such a thing in the late 90s, 2000s. Okay. I mean, they were made, but it was more of a vehicle to put a single out with a bunch of filler. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
1: right, because then you get that thing where it's like, hey, I skipped 10 out of the 12 tracks on this CD. Exactly,
0: and it wasn't until, I don't know, the last 10, 15 years that I think the album kind of came back more into the focus. Mid-2000s, yeah. Especially with the popularity of vinyl coming back.
1: And now it's dying again.
0: Yeah, a little bit, depending on the genre, I would say. Yeah, that's
1: true, that's true. There's just a lot of music out there Just a quick aside Like Mm -hmm. there's way more than there's ever been before Mm -hmm. And you can't find any of it It's like (laughs) you go to this uh, Imagine you're going to this record store And you walk in there And it's two miles long You're going to Say it's fucking Costco right You go to Costco for albums now and every fucking inch of this Costco is covered in albums. They're not even necessarily sorted correctly either. Yeah. Like, you go into this, like, you have different genres in different places. Like, some guy will recommend them to you. Like, uh, say there's a guy named Algorithm by Spotify. And he goes <laughs> up hell. to you and he's like, hey, you like this band? Well, here's this band that's basically unrelated in every way except for it has a song and a minor key. That, that's actually like one of the listed tags too. It's like you got to be fucking kidding me. Minor song. Oh well.
0: Yeah. So it, it's. I'm more like of a that... fan of the songs for minors. Genre.
1: Whew. God, that hurt. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you can't find anything. It's like a fucking jungle. You have to sort through a bunch of shit. Basically, it's interesting because like word of mouth is like getting stronger again because mm-hmm.
0: of it. Yeah, definitely and is. Definitely actually, is. Actually,
1: like it's possible. I've like read this in a couple articles that like regional distinction is becoming more uh, something again more popular,
0: hmm that's it's, interesting, yeah, yes, we expanded too much and now we're getting back into our own little yeah. communities or yeah whatever.
1: consolidating mm-hmm. and you know even like internet communities which are basically yeah. 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 geographical mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm.
0: point definitely, um so yeah, studio albums is a big topic, we'll probably come back to that in yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After studio, I'd say the next most common would be a live album. Yep. Although probably not much anymore. <laughs> um, definitely a big thing, and you know the '70s, 70s classic yeah. rock. Every band had at least one live album. Yeah,
1: at least one bad live album. At least.
0: Uh, no, well, I would say actually, like now the other thing was that it was always a re- there was always one really good live album oh, that like true, stood yeah. up with all their studio yeah. albums. Fillmore
1: East. Fillmore East
0: were a lot of bands actually yeah, good, yeah and then also you know going back to the 50s jazz basically were they live, live albums. albums yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They were no over, overdubbing or anything like that yeah yeah, yeah. all in the same room and just some of them kind of have blown. fucking
1: jackasses in the background going
0: <laughs> that is yeah, true yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. i'm at the village vanguard <laughs> right, right. Solo, yeah
0: yeah and then you know but recently pop um you know i think you'll have sort of like live concerts will be more video based and they might release it just the audio of it but Uh, it's not super common, I don't feel.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the interesting thing is, like, video albums now, I guess.
0: Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. But not really the same. Yeah, it's not really the same at all. So, yeah, live albums might be dead at this (laughs) point. I don't know. Oh,
1: God.
0: From there, kind of back to studio, we get to the concept
1: album. Oh, the fun kind of album.
0: Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell
1: us a little bit about the concept album?
0: Well, you see, what happens is you write a bunch of songs that follow a concept. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. Also very big in the 70s, when people were trying to push the limits of rock and roll. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's still something today. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, for instance, uh, is a fan. He can make some concept album. Yeah, he sure did. Mm -hmm, He did. I believe that's going to be a future topic. (laughs) Stay tuned. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, From there, we have the soundtrack album.
1: Yeah, this is like what you're just like put a bunch of songs from like a fucking movie onto a
0: disc. Yeah, or what? um, although I think there are certain soundtrack albums that kind of like define a subculture or a time, and they've not so much anymore, but definitely like '80s, '90s. Oh, it's like a
1: footloose kind of thing.
0: Yeah, stuff like that, or um. Grease, uh, yeah, I guess Grease. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, but even some which are more just yeah comp- compilations of different songs that were played in the movie. Oh, gotcha. You know, which kind of bleeds into our other uh, type of album here, compilation albums, which yeah. could be something like a soundtrack, or maybe like a punk label would put all the bands they're signed together onto an album, yeah, things yeah, to like help that. Promote all of them, right? So yeah, those more promotional. I don't think it really follows necessarily the same. Rules of an album, as we will discuss. Yeah. But
1: they don't. It's not as much of an artistic statement per mm-hmm, se. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, now let's talk about
0: what makes an album an album. What makes it good? What do we look for? Yeah.
1: Well, I personally look for an album to not be fucking god awful music for a start.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's so, always a good start.
1: Yeah, no. It's like, let's see. I look for. This is actually a really, really hard question because there's a lot of different things that you can look for and are also rewarding, right? Mm-hmm. So, in general, in if I'm trying to like consolidate a bunch of different genres at the same time into like one broad term of what I'm looking for in for an album, I would say I'm looking for probably a decent bit of variety in the sounds presented to me in that album. Um, I'm looking for possibly like a good track flow mm-hmm. um what that means is pretty genre dependent
0: true and true. um
1: <clears throat> and it's pretty hard to say in right. definite well, terms we
0: can start breaking that down but i like where you're going so we have variety of sounds yeah track flow track flow. Just overall arc of an album mm-hmm.
1: and um honestly i don't want the album to be an hour and twenty minutes long. I'm well, sorry, double uh, albums. I'm sorry, <laughs> I
0: can't do it. Well, I feel like, yeah. I mean, this kind of ties in with all of that too. But just the, the story or the cons or what are you saying with this album? Yeah, there should be some sort of meaning to it. Yeah, some sort of like. message.
1: Again, meaning is some you know hard to define. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, but, maybe let's break that down by genre a little bit, and then let's um, see if we can apply these to you know, let's say jazz. Okay. Um, Just early jazz, maybe 50s, 60s. Let's not talk about modern so much yet. But, you know, a lot of... Well, if we come from the bebop area where they're just recording singles. Yeah,
1: and then shoving them all together later.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's until, like, the, you know, post-bop, late 50s, that kind of stuff. And, yeah, even before that, I mean, yeah, still... I think Kind of Blue was one of the first that actually had a concept to it. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And I think there is a pretty good uh, flow to that album. I,
1: I totally agree. I, mm-hmm. That album's mm-hmm.
0: good. Good variety of sounds. In this case, I'd say it's more like types of tunes. Yeah,
1: exactly. They're it's all not still, nes- yeah. No, you're not getting like a different production for each song. Right, right but... they
0: didn't have that. But, you know, I mean, it's all modal, but it kind of explores, I think, different sounds yeah, on totally. each track. You got
1: a nice little, you got a little blues, mm-hmm. you got a ballad, you got a... Whatever. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. what's the last song on that? uh B- uh, B- blue and green no that one's good too flamenco sketches yes flamenco, flamenco sketches, sketches that's it yeah very good closer right there. yeah think. great closer mm-hmm. and then yeah and yeah.
1: Bloom, uh, Bloom green's third
0: mm-hmm. uh, so what Bop, first yeah so
1: what and then uh freddy freeloader yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. and then blue and green flamenco sketches great flow
0: I don't I think there's more in there but whatever <gasps> there's
1: only four tracks right nah really yep oh shit well, I thought there see. were only four tracks i I might be insane
0: oh boy oh ho ho let's see what we got although I think alright
1: there's probably like 90 editions of this album now too True. Is...
0: original we had so what yep Freddie Fiery Blue and Green All Blues
1: All Blues All Blues oh shit and then and, one. I, and then <sighs> Okay, sketches. this okay yeah. one more track okay I forgot about all blues because I actually fucking hate that song but, <laughs> but I don't no, hate the, again I don't hate the recording I just have to play it all the time and everyone sucks at jazz so. It's
0: a nice group of five songs though yeah I think it flows really well keeps you interested the whole time it's not too long it's not too short. yeah it's really good mm-hmm. a really good album I say in the jazz genre um, you get into more kind of concept focused stuff later like I love Supreme oh. which is basically four songs that all are just telling the big prayer yeah essentially um, and I think that also does the same thing varies it up enough uh, it's really emotional album too it's it is an
1: emotional of, album it's one
0: of those ones I can't listen to any tracks separately necessarily it all has to come together yeah
1: like, dude I there's a lot of albums I can't listen to the tracks separately mm-hmm. and that's that's how you know the artistic yeah. statement is yeah, really kinda, valid
0: kind of blue I feel like I could just pick any of those tracks and listen to it but yeah, yeah something like a love supreme I think It's the whole context is necessary yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I feel like you know since then jazz kind of declined in popularity. Though I mean, I guess we should say seventies, bitches brew, fusion, that kind of stuff.
1: I mean, bitches brew is really hard to listen to one track at a time.
0: That is true, and that's a different approach though, because those were doing more like sketches, yeah, and improvising,
1: completely improvising. Well,
0: and then I think they were also just cutting tracks and splicing shit together too.
1: Yeah, there. That's a it's a good album to
0: cut. It is a great album, but that's yeah definitely different approach. It's walk, yeah. Also double album.
1: Yeah, but I can do that one. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's it's yeah. a weird one. Um,
1: but I, the example of a double album I can't do is like A Lamb Lies Down on Broadway.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. God. Um, I think I would just like to close out the jazz with something more recent, which would be Kamasi Washington. Oh. And that, he did a four or three or four disc album. I, I think it's three think disc. I think it was three. Three disc album. I can't remember the name right now because I listened to it once. I never wanted to you do that You actually listened to it? It was rough. Did you get through all of it? I did.
1: I... Uh, What is wrong
0: with you? Yeah, okay, so there we go. You must hate yourself. (laughs) Like yeah, okay, first of all, way too long. Yeah. Way too long. Yeah, there's a variety of sounds on it, but nothing that we haven't heard before. Okay. And not really saying anything, I feel like. And
1: this is—is is this all like instrumental jazz? as well? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, our hip hop jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Kamasi brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't think it really. Yeah, it doesn't follow a story. I don't. I mean, again, I listen to it once.
1: How's like I, the uh, the compositional strength of it? Would you say?
0: I mean, it's all like based on that jam fusion shit. Yeah, so that's, not it's not much. Me to, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all really good players, obviously. Oh, course, but. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't, I don't need this album in, in 2016 or whenever that came out. Yeah, you know? it's,
1: it's just hard when an album like that is just not greater than the sum of its parts. You know, because it yep. has really great everyone, like you said, everyone in that album's a great player. Mm-hmm. They're all probably you know virtuosos in their own way, but like when you have an album that's worse than the collection of musicians, yep, That hurts, yep and uh god I'll probably be saying that a lot more over the course of the next few weeks <laughs> but it's yeah that's something that really is hard to
0: get through exactly um let's move on to rock okay nice um, rock is
1: the the genre that i think of when i when i first think of an album it's like classic rock exactly. is the genre that pops into my head
0: yep agreed um i think starts kind of similar to jazz very early like 60s british rock stuff that mm-hmm. was more getting all our singles into one package, yeah. releasing that.
1: Yeah, and then the Beatles started doing stuff. And then the Beatles, oh, exactly. The Beatles are so
0: dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Rubber Soul was really the first sort of uh, rock album that had a concept in mind.
1: Coincidentally, probably my favorite Beatles album, mm-hmm. tied with Revolver and Abbey Road.
0: Revolver, ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Abbey Road, interesting album too to talk about, too, because the other thing, especially at this point, was it's a record and there's two sides, so there's sort of Two halves to yeah. an album, which you don't really have anymore, but something you really had to consider back then. Mm-hmm. And Abbey Road, an
1: intermission kind of. You do, yeah. yeah you got to stand up, flip <laughs> it over, get your fucking ass <laughs> off the couch. <laughs> uh,
0: and Abbey Road's cool because it has like some really solid, like complete songs on mm-hmm. the first half, and a lot of different voices. They're all yeah. writing. um And then the second half has that whole like medley of all those little songs. Yeah, and, it's tight, and It's dude. such a cool album. It's a great album. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we don't need to say that, but yeah. man, that's something you want to listen to all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, you know, again, that is one you can do both. And again, that, that doesn't make any of these albums like that we're talking about as good examples of specific things worse or better than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like Blue and Green is not a worse album than Bitches Brew. No. Uh, but, or uh, sorry, not Bitches Brew, but uh, Love Supreme. That's right, right. About. But like, you just want different things sometimes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you get different things in yeah, different Yeah, I albums.
0: think that's one of the, good thing is about like a great album is so it does tell a story or convey some sort of emotion mm-hmm. and you can pick that when you want to listen to it as opposed to shuffling through whatever random shits on spotify God, or whatever yeah. oh yeah and it's like over
1: the course of like the 45 minutes you're listening to an album if you're managed to stay engrossed in the whole thing and get a like a good chunk of emotion or like uh you know brain
0: blasts or whatever <laughs> uh going on out of it that's Albums are so cool. Exactly. God, exactly. Um, yeah, I think, and you know, so the Beatles really sort of started turning that around into a story or yeah. a concept and I think that you know in the 70s it was really like what's on the album and right. you, you had you still had your hits you had your singles and yep. everything like that but it wasn't framed as in let's put the singles up front yeah. and then and then eh, fill it whatever later, yeah, yeah you know. Just shit.
1: we just gotta fill up 20 minutes for a yeah
0: you know they were recording like this song's a hit but we still got these five other songs that are also awesome and yeah. so let's put those together
1: and that are possibly like just in good in quality but like Possibly not, like, good for, like, a single format. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's nice, because, uh, you know. It gives variety to an album. What right, the fuck? And I don't want to sit down and try to write, write a hit record every time. Yeah. You know, like. You want
1: to write, like, strong music in mm-hmm. other ways other than, you know, your verse chorus, your verse chorus, bridge, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Besides the Beatles, I'd say highlights would be The Who, like The Who's who. Next. Yeah,
1: who's Next is. That's a different type of album. That, <laughs> that album is just nine Disgustingly good songs in a row.
0: And it works, and it flows together. And it flows, too. And it's really... It's, it's, it's cool. a complete
1: album and mm-hmm. nine
0: individual, mm-hmm. unbelievably good songs. Yeah. The
1: possible exception of going mobile. I like mobile. that one. I, <laughs> I
0: know. You gotta have it, a good Pete Townsend song yeah, in there. Yeah, I know.
1: It's its fine, but the other ones are so much better.
0: But, um, I mean, I could put any Led Zeppelin on this, album on this, but I think Four, four is, is a the epitome choice. of, yeah. like, that's an album. Yeah. Every song sounds different. They all still sound like Led Zeppelin, though. Yeah, it's do. not like... Like I think Houses of the Holy, there's a, a lot of you know style experimentation yeah, on it. Yeah, a lot of
1: extra Zep.
0: Yeah, and it's good, but I don't think it necessarily flows together as well. Mm-hmm. But Led Zeppelin four manages to sound different on every song and still flows. Yeah, and it's a
1: complete statement.
0: It's one of those albums where if I... If I'm on the, if I'm listening the radio or something, and they play a song, and the song ends, I start hearing the next song. Yeah. On that album. Oh, <laughs> that's tight. Yeah, it's like one of the only albums that it does that for me. But
1: quick aside, do you remember in college when you asked me something about Led Zeppelin? I'm like, I've never heard Led Zeppelin in my life. Do you remember the anger you felt? Well, Jake, do you understand why? Yeah, I do. That, okay. That good. I, Just I, checking. I don't know. I can't imagine living without Led Zeppelin. Now. <laughs> but uh, to add my own couple of albums mm-hmm. on there. Uh, Synchronicity by the Police. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that's a weird album because how it goes is you have your al- your album opener, which is you know some we'll talk about just in a little bit, but uh, and then you have three fucking weird songs in a row. <laughs> oh my god! And then you have five, maybe even six super bangers in a row, all individually you know their own thing, but great flow on the album as well. And every track leads into another one, and like like you said, I know I can I know the entire track listing by heart. Mm-hmm. And every time you know every breath you take plays on the radio, I'm like I'm waiting for the fucking weird African thumb piano yeah, yeah. intro of King of Pain yeah, next. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm pretty sure I brought this up in the previous episode, but living in the plastic age.
0: Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yep. Also, very good album. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of gets more into the pop album side. Yeah, it's true. Um, before we get into that, let's yeah, let's talk about this album flow because I feel like it's the most re- um re- ugh, <laughs> relevant
1: yeah
0: to classic rock yeah which yeah. I, actually, I think set the standard for the rest of albums history. Maybe al- album
1: flow is one of those hard things. Like everything yeah. is just wishy washy, hard to define. But you know it when it's there.
0: Exactly. So well, let's break it. So opening track.
1: Yeah, you have your a lot of classic rock albums employ the strong album opening mm-hmm, song. Mm-hmm. So to take one of the examples, uh, Synchronicity One is the first track of Synchronicity. Go fucking figure, and um, it's really you know it's really energetic, like one forty four BPM or something like that, and uh, it's in six four, which is pretty awesome. But like it's really simple. A lot of these album openers are simple, right? They want to hook you. Yeah, mm-hmm. simple, effective pretty cool and but still having their own statement to them like this is the future of this album
0: yeah it's not just sort of like here's some flash and then we're gonna do this real shit yeah although oh sometimes that can work um led zeppelin (laughs) again here (laughs) we go first four albums all started with like sort of a big guitar and bass unison riff song Um, but led zeppelin 3 was immigrant song uh-huh. Which was fucking awesome, and then the rest of that album is very acoustic and folksy.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. But it's still like they—they they, no Z3 is great.
0: Yeah, the way they structure the album, it sort of takes you down. Like, well, okay, I mean, yeah. So you have your opening song. Yeah. Then you got the songs after that, which need to kind of take you to this. I wouldn't say the midpoint, but maybe like. Yeah, so the I first think third. they're almost a
1: preparation for the hard section of exactly. it. Exactly. So again, referencing synchronicity again. <laughs> Uh, you have your Synchronicity 1, and then you have Walking in Your Footsteps, uh, f- Oh My God, and then fucking uh, Mother, which mm-hmm. are three wonk- wi- vi- wildly different tracks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, none of them are single per se, but they all, you know, they're complete right. songs yeah, but, you don't
0: want Right, you don't want to blow your load too early. Exactly, mm-hmm. and then
1: Miss Gordanko, but then you're into, you know, Synchronicity 2, Every Breath You Take, right. King of Pain, so, Mer- um, Yes, the fucking... Uh, Wrapped around your finger. That's
0: mm-hmm. it. Right. So yeah, midpoint of the album is sort of where the big hitters are. Generally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, they, which makes sense. You're halfway through, and you need to get lifted back up, or you gotta turn that thing over. Mm-hmm. So you play those. Then after that, the last like quarter or <laughs> yeah, so last is three songs or so. Usually, there's the weirder songs there, <laughs> the ones that only the band likes. But you know, <laughs> Team
1: in the Sahara, Murder by Numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: Black Sabbath, Paranoid.
0: Oh, is that, is that, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, what is that, okay, so War, Pig, War Pigs, Paranoid, Paranoid, Planet, Caravan, Paravan. that's oh, a perfect, there that's go, that's the
1: perfect, exactly, this mm-hmm. is exactly what we're talking exactly. about, exactly, Paranoid oh, I, is almost an opener again,
0: a little bit, yeah, yeah. oh, god, well, and that, that's, I think, another opener strategy, too, you either have sort of, like, the long one, like, War Pigs, which does a bunch of cool stuff, and still rocks, or mm-hmm. sometimes you'll have, like, a intro song, Yep. Essentially, something shorter. Yeah, and then
1: you move on to your kind of uh-huh. opening statement again.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Electric Ladyland, Jimi Hendrix uh-huh. starts with a weird interview, fake interview, <laughs> where he's like pretending to be an alien, and it makes a bunch of weird guitar noises. <laughs> and it's like you wouldn't listen to that by itself ever, but man, that's a sweet intro for the cool. rest of the album. Oh um, man,
1: sorry. I'm just looking up this. Uh... Oh shit! I just googled Planet Caravan instead of Paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> Um uh, yeah, man. A lot of these I'm realizing as we're talking about this that a lot of these classic rock albums do follow the opener, two to three mm-hmm. uh building songs, and then your single, 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 single. Yep. Uh it's
0: albums are so cool, you guys. I mean, yeah. it makes me so sad. Well and then we have the album closer. Which Let's talk, why don't you talk about that? Well, that's
1: it's, it's it's that's wildly a weird one it is between, wildly yeah.
0: different um yeah i don't think people mm, it's got to be memorable i think that's like uh, you know it's the last thing you're gonna listen to and that's the thing you're gonna want them to think about and maybe encourage them to start it again yeah um well i i don't like pink floyd but there's some pink floyd album where the last song there's some sort of sound at the end which transitions to the very first sound of the whole album
1: i am unfamiliar that sounds pretty bad it might be
0: the wall i'm not entirely sure but (laughs) that that sounds like the wall yeah there's so i mean there's a lot of things you can do like that too
1: oh yeah so i just pulled up the track listing for paranoid and uh side one we probably reference that a lot Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it's very important the end of side one is iron man oh the beginning of side two is electric funeral oh yeah yeah it just everything just makes sense,
0: dude. True. Yeah, and yeah, especially with vinyl, it's like you do have to think about two halves of a record. Yeah,
1: and you know sometimes people aren't gonna listen to the second half of the record right away, and then you have to, you know, balance that with creating a memorable last track of your first side, mm-hmm. with opening your second side, and and how you do that is really, you know, right. Open to interpretation or whatever. Yeah, but.
0: and I would argue too that that's really set the standard for rock or even popular music since then yeah for even years yeah Yeah, even though you know there's not as many popular rock albums anymore Uh from what I do listen to it still follows that format
1: Mm -hmm. and it's a good format I mean that's why they fucking do it right it (laughs) works it's effective it's Mm -hmm. like you know um, back in the 1800s you would have like a dance suite Mm -hmm. you would have a specific order of dances but you could vary them in specific Mm -hmm. ways Formats that work
0: work. Yep, yep. Um sort of related to the classic rock, just because this is pretty much all that does it, is the concept album. Yeah, yeah. Which Let's talk about that. Doesn't necessarily follow this arc.
1: No, you can concept albums vary dramatically.
0: Yeah. Ba- um, um, based I say on it's, your concept. Uh, uh probably most popular with Prague. Y- yeah i would yeah. say you're gonna find the most i mean again when you uh, said
1: that i was just like okay we got pink floyd we got gentle Giant, right, we got right. rush we well have, and yeah. then
0: we get that's really i think comes from the classical influence of that genre agreed yeah so we're not really dealing with tracks because so some of these have like three tracks on the whole album but they're all 20 minutes long yeah or something that's so closer
1: to the edge yeah, this is,
0: right yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of more art music i would say um The album is still important, though. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Again, it's just like the format isn't the same as a classic rock album, but it's derived from somewhere. These things don't pop out of nowhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, these things are popped up from the way, you know, certain maybe symphonies are organized. Yep, yep. Or, uh, you know, the way a collection of folk songs is printed into a publishing book in the 1890s or whatever, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's still arcs and like arcs within arcs, stories, you know.
1: Oftentimes much more complex than a classic rock album
0: that's true that is true and um but definitely albums you want to listen to all the way through yes because it is telling you a complete yeah. <laughs> story
1: could you listen to Siberian Katsu on it's own now
0: nope yeah, I didn't think so <laughs> can
1: you listen to it as part of the album I <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: although I will say some concept albums like Pink Floyd's The Wall are um Tommy mm-hmm. although you could say rock opera but still yep. I'll, co- I'll classify it as a concept album yeah totally cause it's about something um <laughs> But, you know, Tommy was made up of a bunch of pop, little mini pop songs, essentially. Yeah. There wasn't really long 20-minute stretches or anything like that.
1: With brief little operatic recitatives in there. Yeah, yeah, Tommy, definitely. Tommy, can
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So he still really works as an album, but I think the Who were also trying to make it, like, you know, they're always a pop band, really deep down, a yeah. really heavy pop band, but they got their start playing popular music, mm-hmm. and, uh, but it's a cool way to sort of meld the two worlds i think
1: i totally agree prog rock is fucking dank mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, quick aside favorite prog rock album can you do it Ooh. can you do it i'm gonna say the power and the glory by gentle giant Ooh,
0: favorite prog
1: but that's because i listened album. to it like a week ago
0: might be close to the edge close to the edge is so good oh mm-hmm. 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 uh, well, actually it could be any rush album
1: Please don't say that to me. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. Okay. I just revealed some heavy bias. Anyway. Uh, um, why don't you bring us back on track, please, Miss Person with the outline in front of you? <laughs> oh, just make me stop going on these tangents.
0: I mean, okay, so definitely album heyday in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. 80s too.
1: 80s. I, I definitely 80s yeah. continuing,
0: it for sure. Um, I think, though, in the 80s and 90s, you start to see more of a trend toward the single.
1: Yeah, and the single pushing the album harder than it used to. Mm-hmm. Most likely, again, we weren't really there.
0: Yeah, I but. mean, I definitely bought some in sync albums back in my day. Oh, when I was a kid. But that was yeah, it was because I heard this song Where on the first radio. First track was the one you yeah, want to hear, and exactly. then there's another eleven afterwards. Mm-hmm. You don't and I listen never to... really listened to those yeah. ever. Yeah, dude, my first
1: CD ever was a Baha Men <laughs> CD, <laughs> and the first fucking track on it is uh, "Who Let the Dogs Out." Right, I never listen to the other ones ever.
0: Right. Why would you? Yeah. I don't, I mean, (laughs) this is, yeah, pre music on the internet really at its finest because they can't just sell you a disc with one song on it. Yeah. Singles didn't really exist in physical format at that point.
1: Right. After the death of like the seventy eight, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly. So you have the CD, which can hold one hundred and twenty minutes of music. Yeah, and for some reason they felt the need to fill all one (laughs) hundred and twenty minutes of that music with Aaron Carter, and (laughs) I don't know what they were thinking. I know, dude. But we bought it. (laughs) (laughs) My sister
1: got a Lou Vega album.
0: Lou Vega. Yeah,
1: yeah. When we were when we were kids, and she played Mambo Number Five like on repeat, Mm -hmm. and never heard the rest of that album, and that's probably a good thing.
0: Uh, He had like one other good song, did he? No, I don't it know. It was that. basically the same exact song, though.
1: Yeah, fucking figures. Isn't he also like German?
0: Dave LaBega. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and yeah. yeah, that trend kind of, well, you know, then you know, Napster, iTunes, YouTube came. Yeah, Livewire, dude. Good times. Uh-huh. And Good you could times. start listening to one song at a time, and you could actually make playlists of just the one song. Exactly. You Digital listen
1: organization.
0: To. And I wouldn't say the album necessarily died at that point, because I remember spending a lot of time making, like, mix CDs.
1: Yeah, mix tapes.
0: Uh-huh. And then at that point, you're still sort of thinking about the flow, or at least I was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, But after that, I think especially with Spotify.
1: The invention of streaming. Streaming, yes. Is the death of the album.
0: Yeah, 100%. TBH. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's pretty toast right now on the... Uh, Again, on the on the mega ultra, mm-hmm. you know, sales scale, I think album sales declined like a ludicrous number. I want to say like sixty percent or something like that.
0: I mean, they decline more and more every year. Yeah, it's not vinyl record sales actually keep going up.
1: Yeah, which is interesting. small
0: minutes, but still, um,
1: it was just very interesting. But I've never touched a vinyl in my entire life personally. Oh, I actually I actually think I have one somewhere around here. I think. My mom bought me Spaceballs, the soundtrack, on vinyl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never listened to it, but I oh have it somewhere. <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, I've never operated a turntable. I would probably destroy one if I had if I used it, because I have no idea what it fucking does. All right, well... I'm pretty sure the needle like scratches the record and that makes sound somehow. Yes. All right, tie it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it is definitely the depth. I mean, I don't think I could name an album in the last five years... Like I'm sure I bought some, but yeah, like, uh, but nothing's made an impact on me enough to remember dude, one. can I
1: name one album? Yeah, What's that's it? made in the past five years.
0: Yeah, that's not like a local release, obviously. Sure.
1: Uh, dude, I actually don't think I can do it.
0: I don't think I can. Either. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I mean, I know people have released them, and but that's that goes to
1: another thing as well. Is that um, there's this? Uh, I forget who coined this term, but there's like a. They call it a blurring effect on pop culture. When there's this many sources of entertainment in general, not just music, it's harder to focus on things that are released because there's just way more. Mm -hmm. It creates this blurring effect. You know, you can't see everything at the same time. You walk into the Costco, you can't find one thing you want.
0: Yes, but as you're saying, then, why can't you just, let's have some guy pick the best of the best and just give it to you in a nice fancy playlist... Yeah. And that's how you listen to music now. That's how you now. listen to
1: music. Spotify playlists are huge.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: huge. People like, art, new artists clamor to get on them.
0: Yeah, they do. And it's all, I mean, this goes into another topic, but too, like, the whole point of pop music at this point is to get it stuck in your head as soon as possible and get you singing along as yeah. soon as possible. Totally. Remember and... that time we were at the gym and there was that song about that girl being a problem?
1: Yeah. Is that the whole That was like the entire that song That girl, girl is a problem, problem. Girl <laughs>
0: Like Girl is a problem and like Boomerang. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. And see, these songs we've heard once and we've remembered because Yeah, because
1: there's A, they're fucking so bad that they're memorable.
0: Mm -hmm. But like
1: they haven't, you know, one idea only. Just one idea. The verses are a vehicle for this idea.
0: Exactly. So you go from this whole idea of like a story of recorded music Uh to basically five seconds of music.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, we try to make it fill up. I think the magic number right now is like 250 to 320 something like that yeah Yeah, that's like the scientifically most pleasing way to the shortcuts of our you know serotonin release or whatever Mm -hmm.
0: i even read something dopamine release yeah Yeah, i don't know like how accurate this is but i read something about like gen z and how they mostly listen to music on youtube yeah and they listen to music listen to any song for about 30 seconds and then move (laughs) on to the next song how do you
1: do that how do you do it
0: who, Don't by the way, ask who is me. Gen Z is that us no we're millennials we're
1: millennials so is Gen Z before us or after us after us uh, god that hurts my butt dude
0: yep yeah. that makes me so sad such a decline but I will say you know in every genre there is uh, people still putting effort into records um well, here will album in the last five years Damn by Kendrick Lamar oh, won a Pulitzer Prize
1: yeah it sure did that album's not good either I've actually listened to that whole album. I have not. Oh, good job. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make statement. It doesn't flow. Well, Kendrick Lamar has flow, but... Hey. Actually, there's some... I don't hate Kendrick. I love early Kendrick.
0: Actually, Good Kid Mad City is a concept album.
1: Yeah, it is a concept album. I didn't listen to the whole thing because I'm an idiot, but like... (laughs) Kendrick has deep ass flow.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think "Damn." I don't know why we're getting onto Kendrick Lamar right yeah, now. Yeah, but... we just fucking
1: jumped twelve topics, but whatever.
0: "Damn" is, I believe, supposed to be sort of a return to just like harder rap. Yes. So it's,
1: it's supposed to be a revitalization. Uh, for yeah. Somebody.
0: Yeah. So that's fair. I think it doesn't necessarily have a arc or a story to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't think it deserved to win that award. No, do not think
1: it was even close to the best album of that year. Granted, yes. I couldn't name any other ones. So who the fuck are we? <laughs> And I guess that brings up, you know, marketing is very important these days as well. Well, I mean. I guess it was always important. It's
0: always important. It's just yeah, yeah, we all know who Kendrick Lamar is, but how many people can name some of his albums?
1: More than other rappers, I bet. More
0: than other rappers, for sure. Our, how about like Ariana Grande just released an album a couple months I back. I did not know that. Yeah. No, you I'm didn't. I'm sure it's I'm really sure, bad. We've probably heard a lot of the singles, but, yeah. like, could I tell you what the album is? Actually, I think I can, but I'm not going to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, yeah, like, I can't name a single album by any famous pop artist. Is Teenage Dream an album
0: by Katy Perry? Yes, it is.
1: Okay, I can name that one. Because I know the name of that song, yes, and I love that song. Yes, it's named after the single, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh.
0: Um, but how far off to- topic do we just jump? I mean, I think we're on topic still. Uh, this right, is sweet. the death of the album. That's like, true. It went death from of a salesman. Oh. It, it went from this really structured, thought-out thing to to single vehicles. Yeah, when not even like they kind of given up on that for the most part too.
1: Isn't there this? There was an album released by some pop star that was, like, two singles up top and then, like, several different 45-second tracks for the purposes of making ad revenue on Spotify Whoa, for streaming. Really? I can't remember what that was. I just heard about it. I could just be talking out of my rear right now. But I'm pretty sure that's a real thing.
0: No way to optimize
1: for streaming revenue, and I'm sure the songs were just complete trash. But whatever. That's crazy. Yeah, maybe they're artistic statements. I don't fucking know. That could be awesome, but like, it just it sounds dirty to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, even back in the day with one hit wonders, you know, maybe the rest of the songs weren't that good, but I think there was still thought put into those. It wasn't. Just deploy to sell one song,
1: no yeah you know like uh, they just
0: this band happened to get their break, and no one else liked any of the other songs but still you know <laughs> yeah. they were trying <laughs> they, yeah they were putting the effort in
1: well a lot of those one hit wonders like had a song and then wrote wildly different music for the rest of it like say let's talk about Norman Greenbaum and spirit oh, God. in the sky yeah and then his next attempted single was uh can Ham if I recall you yeah it's pretty much what it sounds like
0: um well Fountains of Wayne. There's a band oh, I like a lot. yeah, dude. That... Stacy's Mom's probably one of their stupidest songs, even though I like it a dude, lot. Dude, it's really good, though. It's really good, but it's, you know. I they have some meaningful songs they on They really do. That actually, that album's really good. It's that's,
1: Interstellar what, sorry?
0: Uh, Welcome Interstate Managers. Inter- Welcome
1: Interstate Managers, and That's
0: yeah. an album from the 2000s that I think has a story and an arc to it, and yeah. no one ever really listened to it. And lots of bangers, which you need. Mm-hmm. Lots of interesting, like, mm-hmm. I don't
1: want to say filler, but like. Good yeah. songs in the middle.
0: Different sounds. I think it sort of has the House of the Holy thing where it kind of takes that a little too far. Maybe. Where yeah. they're like, we're going to do this genre the now. a stupid
1: fucking football song.
0: Or oh, Peace and Love. is just like Peace and
1: Love. Mm. What's, uh, one, one step at a time or something like that. All kinds of time. All oh, kinds of time. Fucking hate that song. Anyway, that album is good, and mm-hmm. Stacy's mom is the dumbest song on that album.
0: Exactly. Although it's one of the it best ones.
1: Really good. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: for sure. But I don't think that really happens anymore. You will have, you know, it, yeah, it's
1: yeah. Name one. There's there's some metal stuff out there probably that
0: probably I'm I'm not really familiar enough with it. I know
1: metal's a genre. Probably another topic, but like it's it's a genre that in theory has a lot of the things I like, but I just never really got into it for some reason. Well, there's
0: a lot of different types and it's hard to Yeah, it's
1: like jump the E D M thing. Or like the electronic music thing. There's just like yeah. so many sub genres and labels mm-hmm. and whatever
0: mm-hmm. that you just can't like where the fuck do I start right. with this? Holy shit. Um and you know, I guess back to you know, genres and types of albums. I don't rap never has been really a album centric thing until I would say I don't know if that's true. Uh, I think, no, I mean, when it was starting to become popular, it sort of fell into the same space as pop, where it was pushing the singles and a lot of filler.
1: I guess that's true. But, like, for some reason, maybe because it's amazing, but, like, I have just
0: a couple albums that come
1: to mind. Illmatic
0: is an Well, that's a a little later, I think. That's true. I'm I'm talking, talking like, late 80s rap.
1: Yeah. Like, Two Live Crew. Uh,
0: Well, I think, actually, hey, that's probably one of the first rap albums that was, like an actual album
1: and that was like early 90s yeah
0: yeah yeah i forget the exact date like 91 or three or something something like that that. (laughs) definitely that's a good one um and then yeah you have like illmatic um early jay-z i don't really like jay-z much anymore but
1: jay-z with a fiery passion so his his early
0: albums actually i think were pretty good oh chronic was much later wasn't it No, that's around that time, too. Chronic is also that early?
1: Yeah, Chronic's that
0: early, and then Doggy Style after that.
1: Yeah, oh, Snoop Doggy Dog.
0: Oh, and then Rap introduces the skits to album. I I fucking hate skits, dude.
1: Well, Oh, no, 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 no. There's one exemption from me hating skits, and his name is
0: Bernie Mac. Oh, my God. Can I talk to you for a minute?
1: (laughs) I forget which Kanye album that is. Is
0: that Dropout or Graduation? Both. Oh, no, it's Dropout and... um, Late registration, Brainiacs. Oh, okay, both. okay, but, yeah, yeah. dude.
1: Oh, it's so good. Yeah, but uh, like well, when Eminem does skits on the Eminem show, the album, I just want to kill myself.
0: Skits are funny because it is sort of a callback to like a concept album or something like that. But, exactly,
1: it's like a tool of like an
0: artistic statement. Yeah, but but no then it's all about so, like, two know, more singles. You <laughs> don't want to listen to it. Right, ever. No. Even like in the context of an al- album, it just gets annoying really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny Um, and
1: Ludacris does those skits too mm -hmm. like on Chicken and Beer there's this uh, track if you want to call it that called Teabagging and it's like a little (laughs) I know and it's like a fucking little uh, like a phone prank call thing oh
0: god and
1: it's like way longer than it should be it's like 48 seconds and then it's just like oh here's the next song screwed up yeah yeah it's
0: like yeah I think uh, again. This is around the time when they were trying to fill up albums all the way. Oh, that's a good. That's I a good don't point. really yeah. know why that is. Shaggy so know... was like 04, so that's probably that sounds. Yeah, right. I don't yeah. know what that push was to like fill up the entire CD.
1: I actually think this is complete conjecture, but I think it had to do with like consumers starting to grasp technology further because you mm-hmm. know PCs were exploding in popularity around right, right. that time. Um, and I think because when you insert a disc into a computer, it shows up with the amount of um, yeah. You know, data it's using out of the amount of available storage. And I think that triggered some sort of reaction in people to be like, oh my God, they didn't fill up this disc with music. I just got ripped off for of the $10 yeah, I that's spent. That's probably
0: it. Very like, you know, consumerism based. Like, I need the most bang for my buck. Yeah. Every CD is the same price, but <laughs> this one has five songs, but this one has 18.
1: Ooh, better buy that 18 track one, even though nine of them are skits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, rap kind of, you know, rap, not necessarily the most mainstream stuff. Cause that's still very like one hit wonder and single babes, but right, yeah. I think a lot of rap like artists,
1: track based, yeah. yeah,
0: but a lot of rap artists, I think do focus on albums still, they do, yeah, you know, and it's um, pretty commendable. You know, when I was in high school, definitely Kanye was mm-hmm. a big one. Kanye
1: did albums. Kanye did albums. For, he, he went
0: for gold. He changed the face of rap and I'm not a huge fan anymore, but that dude definitely... He did stuff. He changed how rap Also, a
1: pretty dynamite producer as well. Oh, yeah, yeah Like, he was on a bunch of different albums.
0: And... I'd argue the Carter 3 is... He, he and uh, fucking Jay-Z
1: produced that, right?
0: Uh, there's a bunch of the producers on oh, okay, okay. the okay. Carter 3, but, you know, Lil yeah, Wayne Co- definitely... Lil Wayne thought of albums, at least in the beginning. I think Carter's De- 1, 2, and 3 were album-focused.
1: Having only listened to 2 and 3, uh, yeah, I can totally agree. The Carter 3 is probably the most Focused, probably closer to like a classic rock album. Uh, it, is, it is, it yeah. is.
0: Ironically, he started making rock music after I that know, and it was terrible. God, it was so but bad. You could kind of see where his mind was going at yeah, least. Um, I mean,
1: Descartes Three is a really complete, amazing mm-hmm, rap album.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um again, I'm not super big on hip hop these days, but I do from what I see online and people talking about it, they do tend to bring up albums a lot more with certain artists. Uh, And yeah, I'm not super familiar with modern hip hop. I don't really follow the genre that closely, but from what I see online or people talking about it, um, real like music fans tend to talk more about albums, and right? Songs, yeah. and I for find. whatever
1: reason, people are super into hip hop right now. You know, be it like the trends of culture,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and just music fans are really gravitated towards hip hop right now and all its fusion varieties. It's uh, yeah,
0: I don't think it necessarily does the album as well as classic rock, yeah, does. But I do think it is a focus. Yep, yeah. and, and it's and... it's
1: attempting something new. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. not what we're used to either. Maybe we'll get used That's to it in five true.
0: years. That is true. That's but, true. Uh,
1: I think they're definitely valid.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%.
1: Just maybe not extremely preferential for me at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm
1: But, uh, yeah, people do tend to talk about hip-hop albums, which is which is nice. It is nice to hear people talk about a complete exactly. 45-minute statement.
0: And they'll put them on vinyl even though it's a wave file, but, you know, hey, <laughs> I yeah. guess. let's record it digitally and
1: then let's bounce it and run it through a fucking tape machine and then we'll put it on vinyl. That sounds
0: great. Well, well as long as someone can go to Urban Outfitters, buy their favorite record and hang it on their wall, we're yeah. in there. <laughs>
1: exactly oh Uh, oh god i hate everybody dude
0: (laughs) uh as far as soundtracks compilations i don't really have much to say about that it's a different type of album it's you know
1: it's mainly a vehicle for marketing yeah it really is it's a different it's a different type of album you don't Mm -hmm. there's not really too much to say about it in general
0: yeah i mean maybe the exception would be scores for movies um
1: right yeah like an ost an original soundtrack. yeah, yeah
0: but again that's You probably wouldn't buy that if it weren't for the movie.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely not if it weren't for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't even know if it's... A lot of... This is definitely another topic, but film or music for multimedia is generally more shallow than um, something that would be prevalent to standalone.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So
1: I don't know if that's something anyone should even buy. Mm -hmm. Unless... You know, you've seen the movie nine thousand times, and you can hear the context and be right. like, that's what happened in this scene. but exactly. it matches this because of these reasons. There right. are exceptions. Yeah, there, there are, are great scores for film that are totally self-reliant. Mm-hmm. They're very few. Mm-hmm. And they're not they're not done by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> fucking promise you that. <laughs> um I guess the exception to that as well is like musicals.
0: Uh, musicals, yeah. yeah. Again, though, or like that's... The
1: Lion King or something like that.
0: Yeah. Which is ironically is done by
1: Hans Zimmer. It's really oh good. God. I uh, know. It's really good. And Hans Zimmer, uh, you get one. Okay? You get
0: one. Can you do Prince of Egypt? He did too? Prince of Egypt. You get, you get
1: two. You get two. You get exactly two. That's it.
0: What, did you do Ender's Game? You get two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think musicals sort of fall in that same category, though. Anyway. Totally. Lion right. King or Oklahoma or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. You know, it's all. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Rogers it's,
1: and Hammerstein is painful, almost as
0: painful as Gilbert and Sullivan. That's a, that's another
1: topic. Oh, oh my, my god! god.
0: Um, anyway, I feel like as far as structure of albums go, I think we covered. I think we covered it. We I, just
1: talked everyone's ear off like twenty five minutes much. about um, fucking structures of albums. A closing
0: dude. thought: I do find it encouraging that at least like fans of music seem to be talking more about music or albums. Yeah, you can go on message boards; people will be talking about that, or
1: even though their opinions are just.
0: So stupid. Well, we can't have it all, but no, exactly. yeah. At
1: least as a start, you're right.
0: You know, I don't. Yeah, I teach a lot, and, mm-hmm. you know, the kids that I teach, they will talk about songs, and they probably don't even know what an album is <laughs> at this point. <laughs> you on, should ask,
1: him. Please ask them. Please ask them. I actually should.
0: Like, that's and then you'll put it at the
1: rants of one of these next yeah, episodes. Yeah,
0: I have a feeling that a lot of them have, don't know what an album is.
1: Yeah. <sighs> that's so. Bad
0: great even like
1: <laughs> i me mean later. and
0: they'll learn obviously but you know that's, that is interesting that's not a common thing because even when i was a kid it was like yeah you bought a cd
1: yeah and you bought a cd and it has a collection of songs uh-huh. possibly a statement uh real fast another an album from the 90s i think late 90s that doesn't fall into the trend of you know starting to try and fill up cds uh jagged little pill hmm, there we Mantis.
0: go there we go yeah. yeah and that one's still a classic
1: it's still a classic i believe that's sold like 30
0: something mil dude well, which brings us to our next yeah, there we segment go. How here? about
1: that segue? Can we talk about oh, that? It's like we're fucking pros, dude. Oh, <laughs> my God.
0: So we did want to look at some of the best-selling albums of all time, sort of discuss them in context of what we were just yeah, talking see about if we can
1: relate them in a specific way mm-hmm. fit them into categories that we think are correct
0: so what do you think just the top five or do you want to do more than that let's,
1: let's start with five and see if we have more to say about the ones after that because i assume you have a list up of yes more than i do five. Great. okay so why don't you start with number one
0: well if anyone could guess yeah it would be thriller by michael jackson MJ. Well, here Jake and I have differing opinions. Yeah. I love this album. I
1: do not love this album. I don't think... I only pulled the track list real fast.
0: I got it up right now.
1: Okay. Well, I need to pull it up too so we don't just run down the entire thing and then I'll forget and make you redo it in five seconds because I'm fucking stupid. I
0: want to be starting something classic.
1: That is a D song to start with. There's just something that I don't like about the sound.
0: Well, okay, it's Definitely sounds of its time.
1: Oh, that's true, yeah. I
0: mean... Quincy
1: had a... Yeah, yeah. I like
0: sp- those sounds a lot, personally.
1: What the fuck? This album's a lot shorter than I thought it was.
0: Yeah, like the extended edition.
1: I th- Okay, quick confession time.
0: <clears throat> I pirate some of my music.
1: And generally when you pirate things, it ends up with extended... Okay, I'm sorry. Fuck this topic. We have to talk about extended editions of albums really fast. Okay, yeah. No Fuck one
0: likes those. This these they're are the, the worst songs? fucking things ever. Oh,
1: they, it's okay. So there's a reason they didn't put those songs on reason. the fucking first album. They were sitting because there so
0: bad. They were listening. They're like, In hey, the studio. this sucks. Yeah,
1: they made them. They're just re-releases, and they just shoved them onto the end because hey, this will fill up our 120 minutes of a CD.
0: Yeah, I mean, like for me, like I'm a huge fan of the Who. I have all their albums up till when Keith Moon died, and I have (laughs) I have like all their. Unreleased songs too from that era. And you
1: have posters of them too,
0: and, and that too. <laughs> and I enjoy listening to them because I'm a fan of the Who. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. you can hear different things about yeah, them. Different yeah, different things. They're usually like funny songs. Yeah, and, and like
1: like things that provide you a different
0: context to who yeah, they were. Yeah, but no, they, they, they shouldn't be on work. an album. They I wouldn't like them on an album. They don't uh, work.
1: Like I know, like Tommy has an extended edition. It makes it like another forty five minutes. Booh. Oh, and by the way, here's another take of that song. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Unless
0: you're Bill Evans, I don't yeah, want to hear dude, your other take. Why the
1: fuck are you putting a different take? Like, Ugh. again, you figure out, Wayne shorter.
0: My least favorite is, Jazz does this all the time, and it drives me crazy, is the two takes will be right next to each other on the <laughs> album. <laughs> dude, and I know. That that destroys the whole story of the album. Why would I not hear the there same fucking your song? There goes dude. God, Ugh. I don't get what, yeah, it's all about money. It's all I'm, about, I'm, no, I, I bought this album 20 years ago, but now there's more songs on it
1: so yeah dude so I think that actually clouded my thriller judgment because this looks way better this is way shorter this is like what 38 minutes if I had to guess it's 42 42 this is 42 minutes the extended edition version I have is an hour 9
0: yeah I mean these are some of the best pop songs ever written no the,
1: this is this is a bunch of great shit
0: I mean I don't know if it deserves to be the number one selling album all the time but who am I to say that and it's a really good album and I'm glad people listen to it because it's actually interesting pop music
1: Oh, and interestingly enough, so I'm looking up the track list, uh, I just want to talk about the two sides, because they look like we what we've been talking about this yeah, whole episode. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Want to be starting something. First up, you know, album opener. It's a simple song.
0: It is, but it's even telling you it's like we're starting something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it's like, In the it's most pretty direct on the nose. terms. It's on yeah. the nose, but it works.
1: In the most direct terms possible. It's mm-hmm. like, this shit's going to be real, all right? Mm-hmm. And then Baby Mine, which is... It's It's fine. It's fine. It's It's like the second track, you know? You have your opener and then you have your. You gotta come down a little bit. Yeah. Baby Mine, then The Girl Is Mine, which is another one of those. Yeah. And then the end of Side One is Thriller.
0: Obviously, is that the biggest hit from the album? I have to guess. I better beat it. Yeah. And then what opens side too oh interesting is it beat it it might be the beat other it.
1: biggest single oh no the biggest then yeah billy then billy g Jean. human nature pyt oh See, that's, this, that, that is the a format. fucking
0: closer of an album right uh-huh. there well, that's not la- the closer the well, last half of an album yeah no it's Jeez. it's real dude
1: that's what we were talking about though you know you have your opener you have your couple build-up songs mm-hmm. then you have your banger 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 and then you have this lady in my,
0: or the lady in my life yeah which is you know Bit closer, it's yeah, different. You gotta come down, yeah. yeah. Come down. You know, sometimes people end on a hyper hype thing, but yeah, yeah it's, it's like the down. end of
1: a workout. You just gotta, you know, take yeah. it easy. <laughs>
0: cool down. Cool well, down. Well, bro. this is an album which will not be true for every album, but this album of nine tracks has seven of them were singles and yeah, that's hit a lot singles. Of singles. <laughs> and that,
1: again, this was like what 82? Mm. Maybe a little later. 83, maybe. Oh, wow, 82. You're right. Uh, okay, yeah. So it came out in 82. That's like possibly a transitionary period in terms of marketing
0: true that is Uh, true
1: like i mean i'm just basing it off of literally seeing this list of singles which is enormous (laughs) (laughs) wow there's a lot of singles dude they staggered it over a long time sold
0: one million copies worldwide per week at its peak that's so crazy okay
1: yeah so this Album, actually, this is way. I'm really glad we talked about this because this is way different than the extended edition I know.
0: I would imagine that
1: kind of makes me sad that I'm so stupid (laughs) my whole life. (laughs) Because this, again, this flows way better. I literally, I know every track on this album on this list here, and it's like it makes a lot of sense now. So with that, now that I've been thoroughly corrected on my idiocy. Let's talk about the second best-selling album. Well, this will
0: be funny. The number two best-selling album of all time. Based on this tone of voice, I know we're in
1: for some shit. Here we go.
0: Would be The Eagles, their greatest Ah. hits, Ah. 1971 Ah. to 75. (laughs) This is interesting. So this kind of falls in the compilation album category. We shouldn't really talk about this. The greatest hits album. Yeah, yeah. I think Greatest Hits albums are good if you're trying to get into an artist, especially back before Spotify and YouTube and stuff. That's this true, This is yeah. what you had to do. You went and bought like, oh, I've heard this band's cool. Let me check the Greatest Hits.
1: Yeah, and then you find enough to be interested in their statements.
0: Exactly. Then you go get the albums. Yeah,
1: after you're into them.
0: Right, and so this is from 76. Um, <laughs> wow. And, you know. Yeah, I guess if you didn't want to buy five different Eagles records, this would be a good one to get. Yeah. I mean I can I can sympathize with that
1: right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um
0: interestingly, this is the album right before Hotel California.
1: That is interesting.
0: Which is also when Joe Walsh joined the band. And that's
1: like very shortly mm-hmm. gonna be on this list.
0: I believe so. Yeah. Um I'm not a big Eagles fan. I mean it's got Take It Easy on it, Desperado. Take yeah. It to the Limit. I, I uh, love, I mean, I love yeah, Take It to the know, Limit. Yeah, you know, it's got all the hits. Yeah. I guess if you like the Eagles, this is good. Dude, I the got,
1: Take It to the Limit is dope, though. It is. Yeah, yeah. I right, have
0: to imagine this did not get to this number when it was released.
1: Oh, no. no I no, this gotta is imagine yeah. this
0: was, like, in the 2000s when it...
1: It has to be. Like, early 2000s is when CDs were yeah. rampant. And, like, you know, you have that... When that generation was starting to become a little older, they were a little late to the CD train, you know? Mm-hmm. They bought their CD players. like, you know what I like?
0: I like the Eagles. Well, you know what? Never mind. We were wrong.
1: Oh, fuck. Well, that's fucking It was great. the
0: best-selling album until Thriller came out. I would out.
1: rather kill myself than admit that. Oh.
0: Then we said it was 83 of Thriller, right? Yeah. So, yeah, people were actually... Or 82, yeah. They, uh, 82, yeah. I 82, yeah. People forgot. were buying this album when it came out. That
1: okay so there's a saying it's like the exception proves the rule right is that what this is is, or are we just like really stupid
0: I think we're just stupid (laughs) but okay fucking tight let's move on to the next one (laughs) ah one of my favorites oh I actually do like this album Back in Black number three there's
1: nothing wrong with Back in Black no
0: no also interesting we're talking
1: about Amy Winehouse right oh (laughs) anyway
0: also interesting is the first album with their new singer I don't think that's... Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: I forget the name of the singer already. Brian's, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's ever in another band who replaced their single and then went on to have... Or singer and then Man, went there, on yeah. to have the third best-selling album of all time. Well, since no one else
1: has the third best-selling album of all time, that'd be a pretty safe fucking bet, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah. That's really awesome, dude. And that album... I want to look up this track list. Let's do this. Let's. I'm... I like this album.
0: Oh, Hell's Bells. You. Oh, oh, that, is that an is, album opener? That is an opener, and it starts with fucking bells. And that That's is a really don't. cool way to start an album. Oh, uh, shit. It's so good. God, uh, Shoot the Thrill also is a good one. Ooh, Shoot the Thrill. Uh, and then, it, you know, I feel like this one kind of... This is
1: where we start the period of build-up songs,
0: or uh, does like, it suck? I feel like this kind of sucks. What do you do for money, honey? okay. Give him the dog a bone kind of sucks. <laughs> Let me put my love into you. That song is terrible. And that's the side one closer. That's a yikes.
1: Maybe this isn't the best. But then we go on to side, side two. two. Back in Black, You Shook Me All Night Long, mm-hmm. Have a Drink on Me, underrated track.
0: That one is good. Yeah. Shake a leg. I don't, don't, I don't that remember one. that one. Uh, <laughs> Rock, roll, ain't noise pollution not bad it's like the closer it's yeah. a good so closer so that's the last song it's a good two. closer yeah Yeah,
1: and it's a 42 minute album that's like a magic number we've been seeing so far
0: hmm. 42 minutes not an hour and 20 <laughs> uh-huh. it's like
1: literally half that <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright moving on oh jeez. number four
1: am I gonna please why do you say in that tone of voice and then immediately let me know that this is gonna make me wanna die wait
0: do I know I don't know. Do does, you? It have
1: a, does it have a prism?
0: Oh, yeah. you, you does know. Does shine
1: white light and then turn into a rainbow on the other side?
0: That's all I'm going to say about this that.
1: This is by far <laughs> not even close to the best Pink Floyd album.
0: Mm-mm.
1: My favorite Pink Floyd is probably Piper at the Gates of Dawn. I, that's their debut album, if I recall.
0: It. I think so. Which is a double album. I think I'm just full of contradictions. Dark Side of the Moon is a good... Okay, we didn't really talk about album art. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. probably something we should have talked that's about. That's
1: true. We should, maybe we should make a brief aside for that real fast
0: well let's just talk about it right now because okay. honestly i feel like the only reason this album is this high in the list is because the cover is cool the cover is so good dude they people like recognize it from their dad's record collection and then hot topic sold a bunch of t-shirts with it on yeah, it exactly and honestly like that does like something you don't have anymore is the album cover the album art even CDs, you still sort of had it, but it's not the same as going and looking at records and just like, that looks cool.
1: Yeah. You, you shop for a giant, because, oh, man, that's the, one of the greatest things about vinyl mm-hmm. is grabbing a giant fucking disc You're with a right. huge, beautiful album art on it's it. It's
0: art, yeah. Um,
1: I think my favorite album art is like McCoy Tyner, Atlantis.
0: Oh, that is nice. Uh, Nels Klein has a story. Yeah. About when he was a kid and he went to the record store. All right. And you know, this is when AM radio just played pop shit. And he saw Jimi Hendrix's "Are You Experienced" album there, and he's okay. like, "This looks cool. I have no idea who Jimi Hendrix is, <laughs> but this looks awesome." And he was like, "I've been burned by cool albums before." But I went home, and I put this on, and like, oh, my God, changed my life.
1: That is interesting. So album art is a vehicle to your
0: yeah, to Yeah, your it definitely is. And, like, I I picked up albums before that would look kind of cool, randomly. Might have heard of them before, but I was like, hmm, yeah. Yeah, that looks kind of cool. Just check it out. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening with Darkseid. I don't <laughs> like Pink Floyd, so I can recognize that it is good, but I don't like it's it. It's
1: probably good. I like that track, uh fucking oh that's not even on this album what am I fucking talking about <laughs> um, no uh fuck is it uh Comfortably Numb that's not on nope. this album Mm-mm. yeah Brain Damage is though that's on
0: yep that is on there
1: so this is like a concept album right
0: kind I of. don't I'm not sure again yeah yeah
1: tough to say but, like, if I were to say it were a concept album, I think Brain Damage would be the focal center of it.
0: Well, it's the... It's the s-
1: penultimate track, if I recall. It is, yes. Yeah. And then Eclipse is last? Yeah. So, it's the focal point The focal point of this album. And, man, it sucks I, that it's so late and also after, like, six songs of trash. <laughs> I,
0: I, I don't know this album well enough to discuss it, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. I will say it's 42 minutes. Yep.
1: What? Really? Yeah. That's fucking tight. 42 minutes, guys. Okay. Any producers out there, you now know the secret. Mm-hmm, 42 mm-hmm. minutes. Probably like eight to nine tracks.
0: Yep. Yeah. yep. Maybe seven if you're sick. All right. Number five, interesting, is the Bodyguard soundtrack. That's really weird. I don't actually know what the Bodyguard is. It's that movie with Whitney Houston.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay.
0: that white dude. And...
1: <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris.
0: <laughs> no. Um, but, I yeah, that's sort of a compilation. I think they might...
1: So, pop, compilations are just way more popular than we've given them any sort of credit. Apparently,
0: for so far. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of different artists on this album.
1: Yeah, this is a, this is a compilation as compilation oh, uh,
0: gets. Kenny G performs on this.
1: Yikes! Every time you mention that fucking name, I always think of Pat Metheny's beautiful like 12 paragraph
0: oh, scathing so good. Kenny G's like
1: because like you put himself over What a Wonderful World and everyone's yeah. like fuck oh you dude. the worst
0: um, I don't really know this album or the movie at all but it is interesting that two of the top five are Compilation records. That
1: is really interesting to I me. Mean, hopefully, the next five are different. Yeah. We probably won't go into it.
0: No, we will not. Yeah. Um, but that is interesting, too. Like, again, image is a big thing, too. Like we're saying, the t shirts are. Even ACDC, I think, had an image thing at that point, or now, or in, when we were kids. Kevin Costner, by the way. Kevin Costner, yeah. yes. um but, you know, is a cool band. Like, yeah, I remember when I was in high they're school. badass. Like, yeah, That's the word. ACDC's yeah, is sweet. Those three... Digga, 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 band. digga, digga, digga. <laughs> Those three chords that play in every song. Uh-huh. Loud-ass guitars, bro. Uh, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, not that they don't make good music, but I think that contributes oh, totally. a lot. Oh, To their image, their mm-hmm. legends, that And kind of their thing. record sales. <laughs> so, just real quick, the top ten. The next five. No, the yeah. next five here. We have Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. That's
1: really that far yeah, up there?
0: That is surprising. Dude, that and,
1: album is... A, concept. B, disgustingly good. C, what's different than the rest of those? Yeah, I'm really surprised. That's really weird to me. How uh, many copies did it sell? Does it say?
0: Total certified copies, we have 21.5 million. Oh, Jesus, dude. Uh, Go meatloaf. At seven, we have Hotel California.
1: Okay, I'm not saying anything about that.
0: Nope, moving on. Uh, another soundtrack at eight, Saturday Night Fever. That's fair, yeah. dude.
1: No, actually, brief talk about that one. That one has a flow. Does it? Yeah. So I've listened to way more of this than I ever should have. <laughs> yes. But this soundtrack has these weird tracks on it. Uh, I'm just gonna pull up the track list real fast because this one is interesting to me. It has some of those deeper cuts that you've never, you know, you've heard for five seconds, and will never hear again because you're a uh, fucking plebeian. <laughs> God, I hope we added that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so where is this track listening? Yeah. So, the first track, album opener, Fucking Staying Alive, right?
0: Okay. How Deep That's Is like Your Love luck.
1: is secondary, which is probably a fucking better song. I love that song. How deep is your love? And then uh, Night Fever, which is some stupid shit. More Than A Woman. And then If I Can't Have You, Yvonne Elliman and the Bee Gees. But then you start getting into, like a fifth of Beethoven and shit like okay, that. That's really okay. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And like Calypso Breakdown. These weird you know, hybrid disco
0: tracks. It's sound,
1: like an exploration of disco.
0: You know, soundtracks, I guess, do have that advantage over a normal album is you can put some kind of weird stuff in there. Absolutely. Especially if you go by like the movie and when the songs appeared. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. It makes it...
1: De- the form can be very mm-hmm, bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like this top of side three, which apparently is a double... or Yeah, double... This top of side three is fucking night on disco mountain, which mm-hmm. is my favorite disco that cool track. That's a time. That's cool a
0: one. Um, anyway, let's move on. Yeah,
1: sorry, let's stop there.
0: <laughs> Number nine, we have Fleetwood Mac rumors. rumors yeah. yeah, that's a good album. Uh, that's pretty good. I that's can't say yeah, yeah,
1: there's a lot of popping ass songs. I would say, like, the secondhand news is a good album opener.
0: Season. It's like it's another one of those albums that's got like a shit ton of hits, yeah, and it flows well at the same exactly. time. Exactly, it has yeah. both. Like, mm-hmm. and then
1: what's after that? Dreams is after that. Yeah, maybe. And then they're uh, never going back again. Don't stop.
0: Ugh, Go your yeah. own way. Great. And that's then I good. don't know
1: anything else on that album.
0: And then uh, number ten, kind of surprising, my girl Shanaya.
1: Shanaya the Twain.
0: Come on over. Is she
1: related to Mark?
0: We'll edit that out. <laughs> no, we're uh, fucking
1: not editing that out. That's name forever
0: opener man i feel like a woman let's go girls that song is disgusting that that's interesting too it's a kind of pop country album and it's number 10
1: yeah what are like the implications of that i don't really know but this is pretty diverse yeah obviously oh but well that doesn't that's not fair either i was gonna say because like you know there's plenty of time for these albums to have sold True. Right? So I was going to say, like, you notice how you don't see uh, a lot of, you know, 2000s or 2010s albums on here. And it's like they've had more time to sell, too.
0: That is true. And actually, here, I, I've just brought up all the albums that are bestsellers from the 2000s, which, of course, is the minority. But
1: yeah, let's let's, let's see. see it. Yeah.
0: By year. 2001, we have Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park. Uh, to be fair, everyone I knew when I was 13 had that album. Same. 2002, we have The Eminem Show.
1: Okay, oh, that yeah. album's pretty good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, 03, Come Away With Me, Nora Jones. That was such that, a huge... That, that Every... album was
1: good, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. Everybody's mom had that album.
1: Yeah, dude. That album's actually good, too.
0: 2004, Confessions by Usher. That was another I one that know was... I that album. Uh, that one had all the hits. It had, like...
1: Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, meow, meow. meow, 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 meow.
0: meow. meow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was definitely a single-driven yeah, one. Yeah, okay. 2005, X and Y by Coldplay. So we should all just kill ourselves now.
1: Yeah, that's a yikes.
0: Uh, 2006, we have High School Musical. <gasps> Whoa! So movies continue to dominate these charts. Uh, Jesus. Oh, you are like this. 2007, we uh, have High School Musical 2.
1: No! No, you're wrong. No, no, no. You're <laughs> fucking behind me right now. I, dude, turn your laptop around. Fuck. No, turn it around. I'm serious. Fucking turn it around right now. I literally don't believe you. You can go fuck yourself. God damn it.
0: 2008. No, don't do it. Okay. Oh, God.
1: Did they actually produce two of those movies in two years?
0: They did. They really
1: did. <laughs> That's how fucking terrible this movie is. Uh, don't you like Zac
0: Efron, too? What's wrong with Zephron?
1: What do you mean what's wrong with Zephron? That is the definition of wrong with 17,
0: Zephron. again, is a great movie.
1: Okay. I know, I've never seen that, so I can't yeah, take one. All
0: right. 2008, we have Viva La Vida by Uh-oh. Coldplay again. Yep. So what I'm getting from this is no one had any taste in 2000s. Got it. Yep. Two thousand nine. Uh, nine. I dreamed a dream. Susan Boyle.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Okay, so this starts a new topic: is the death of the album. <laughs> this is when you know things are declining. Is when some stupid asshole who was on what, like the British American Idol, some, or some shit, or maybe it was just American Idol. I don't. Know.
0: British Idol. British Idol. British I don't I- fucking yeah, know. Don't... X Factor. Who knows? Yeah,
1: one of those stupid ass shows. Um, and she, she sings uh, the shit from Lame as Rob with that song, mm-hmm. which is a great song. Lame as Rob is amazing. And right. she sings it, and it sounds like good, right? It it's good. Like, She's
0: good. It's just because she was like not that good looking. Yeah, like. exactly.
1: It was like the uh, it was like a multifaceted marketing approach.
0: Yeah. that made it that mm-hmm. such a hit. And then okay, so the best best selling album two thousand nine. And when's the last time you heard anyone talk about Susan Boyle?
1: Well, actually, I made fun of her like three weeks ago because I was talking about the hashtag that she came out with for the release of that album, which is when p- people were starting to really use social media and shit or something. Mm-hmm. And hashtags were starting to really kind of be a thing. This is like maybe, I don't think it was this album. I think it was a later one, like 2014 or something like that. And it was uh, Susan's Album Party, which if you don't put any caps in there, is Sue's Anal Bum Party,
0: (laughs) which is like the funniest (laughs) thing I've heard in my life. But that's... Hopefully that is her legacy and not this album. Um.
1: And again... it's just like she's not even like the ugliest woman in the world she's frumpy whatever no right? I
0: mean it was just from a time where like yeah American Idol and all that was really popular and it was pretty much like look based yeah no course. one really cared about their singing skills yeah, it was a popularity I mean, contest
1: exactly Kelly Clarkson's hot you know
0: yeah Clay Aiken ooh. didn't he lose oh, yeah, Clay Aiken
1: Re- got second to Ruben Stuttered. Stuttered.
0: he comes to Jazz Alley like once a uh, year I know dude <laughs> Oh, God. No, Never I seen them? Never heard any nope, of the shit? Nope, nope, All right, let's see. 2010, we have Recovery by Eminem, and I don't really know that album. Never that heard well.
1: of any anything ever by that. So, would you mind pulling up the 2010 ones, just, just for my edification? Because I think it gets even more interesting
0: in the 2010s. Okay, here we go. You have it? Yep. Oh, fuck yeah. This is interesting. 2011 and 2012 have the same best-selling album. That is interesting. This better be fucking good. Hell, oh, okay.
1: Well, oh boy, brace yourself, audience.
0: It would be 21 by Adele. All
1: right, have a good week, everybody.
0: <laughs> and we're done. Yeah, uh, no, I don't even want to say anything about that.
1: No, I don't. Next, I think <laughs> but... she, I think, she, I, no, I do want to say something. Sorry, I think she is the most overrated singer possibly of this decade. Yeah,
0: she's good, but not like,
1: yeah. Again, maybe this is one of those Susan Boyle things. Because, you know, she's a little bigger. She's not enormous.
0: Could also be a lyric thing.
1: Yeah, her lyrics are probably a little deeper than the average pop song. Yeah.
0: But still painful. Like, come on. I feel like people just get, like, caught up in, like, oh, this sounds emotional.
1: Yeah. And part of that's probably the production as well. Oh, yeah. uh, Is that a Mark Ronson thing? I don't
0: think so. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: I feel like it doesn't sound like Mark Ronson, but you never know because he's Uh, he's crazy. A little sidebar here. Yeah. Let's let's just just do it. Pull it up, bitch.
0: Oh, well, of course, there's, like, ten producers on yeah, this album. Yeah, that's fair. That's the trend. The only one I recognize is Rick Rubin.
1: Okay. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. So, anyway, fuck All right. Adele. Fuck that album. So, that's two, uh, two years, two years. Yeah, um, two years running. Great.
0: 2013, we have Midnight Memories by One Direction. <laughs> that's fucking I, awesome. I'm going to look this up real quick, actually. <laughs> All right, do it. Because... Yeah, it kind of like follows that <laughs> whole like Instinct Backstreet Boys thing where yeah. I, they do apparently, let's see, seven of these songs were s- singles out of 14. So half the album was singles, which, you That's, know, I think was it's about a, standard yeah, for, it's pretty normally for boy bands. By this point, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's interesting that boy bands got back on top with sort of the same format.
1: Yeah, that is interesting.
0: All these years later. Yeah. Hmm.
1: This is what? 15 years removed from Backstreet Boys and NSync maybe a little less yeah about that years. though yeah, yeah 15, 15 10 yeah, yeah
0: something like that uh, 2014 we have the Frozen soundtrack
1: <laughs> i can't actually think of a more overrated so disney many soundtrack. soundtracks Dis- uh. disney is wonderful and another topic frozen
0: is yeah even let it so go bad. that was the big hit yeah that's well, not
1: good that's not that good it doesn't have the disney magic it's mm-hmm. very broadway influence yeah and uh, well. i think that's just not what i look for from disney yep although it is now because that's all they yeah. fucking do Woo!
0: all right let's bring it home 2015 bring it home, baby. we got 25 by adele
1: how many years yeah that's four years okay is mm-hmm. that how old she is at the time do you think? i think so yeah. Yeah. i am Tw-
0: 2016 lemonade by beyonce that's that video album.
1: That's, that's yeah, a video album. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I listened to it. I did not watch it, so I didn't get the full idea of her artistic I listened to it, vision. too,
0: but I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was all right. I yeah. don't think I listened to it more than once. but I would
1: much rather listen to her older albums like Sasha mm. Fierce. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Same. Yeah. But... Her
1: older albums are tighter. That... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, God. album's fine. It's fine. T-
0: 2017 Plus by Ed Sheeran.
1: <laughs> 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 Next. Don't talk about it. Hate right, him. Last Next. one here. Oh, I love his cameo in Game of Thrones. It's good times. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2018, the Greatest Showman soundtrack.
1: Ah, oh, I'm triggered. No, I'm,
0: I'm fucking triggered. So apparently, movies ruin music. Is yeah. what I'm learning from this.
1: That's that fucking Hugh Jackman shit, right? Yeah, I I and, can't deal with that. I never saw it, but you know, like, I heard the trailer. You know who else is in that?
0: What? what? You know who else is in that? No. Zac Efron.
1: Oh man, no wonder that movie sucks so bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I I just heard the trailer over and over. And the pop music, the super produced shit, yeah. combined yeah. with like the juxtaposition of like a nineteen hundred circus, like right? Pizzi Bar, and I'm I
0: kind of like respect musicals because I feel like musicals, like I don't really like listen to them, but at least they generally do some kind of cool shit.
1: Yeah, totally. Musicals, are fucking dank. I've taught a
0: couple of these songs. It's all pop progressions. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. oh. I can,
1: Based on the trailer again, I just extrapolate yeah, for the entire yeah. thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fuck that! Uh. I now. I want to kill myself. <laughs> Can we have stopped in the '90s? Why are you keep going, dude? Fuck <laughs> me. Ouch. I
0: mean, yeah, these, the greatest. fucking show. of gentlemen. any of these albums. I mean, I think like yeah, the early 2000s. I remember those being albums, but like yeah. anything after 2009.
1: No, I remember 21, 2011. Yeah, 2006
0: yeah. is High School Musical. I think that's where it started going down. Woo!
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good benchmark right there. Any predictions for this year?
0: oh jesus i don't even know who's I done know. anything what this even year sells right now i don't uh, probably it's probably ariana grande yeah
1: th- that album came out recently right yeah yeah well at least it's music i don't know at least it's not the greatest show
0: <laughs> <laughs> it probably will be some musical fun. yeah exactly it's gonna be a fucking movie it's gonna be like uh,
1: stranger things the soundtrack
0: oh jesus Uh uh-huh. that okay. would
1: be the end of my life i tell you right now
0: well since we're on a really bad note i think that's a good time to wrap up this album discussion
1: yeah Because
0: how dare we feel good about music.
1: Yeah. No, albums are a wonderful, beautiful thing and can be used for great evil.
0: (laughs) Which brings us to the rant of the week.
1: Yeah. I don't really have anything to rant about, per se. Let me just pull up my calendar, because that's literally the source of all my rants. Uh, As usual, I had shitty rehearsals that I had to deal with complete fucking idiots with. Um, I played uh pretty lot of set of shows this week harry potter the live scoring with the seattle symphony and uh the only rant i'm gonna go on is that the conductor had fucking pneumonia (laughs) and he showed up 30 minutes late and we all got a bunch of overtime pay and it was tight
0: that's not really a rant that's a
1: it's like the opposite of rant uh, i don't really know what else to say other than that was fucking sweet and uh those shows were really fun and it's nice playing with things that are good Let's put it that way. What about you? Do you have anything to say, uh, bad or good?
0: Yeah, not really any rants. Uh, coming up this week, I have a couple big things. Yeah, you do. We Hit got it up. on Thursday. I guess no one will listen to us at the time. But at the time, coming up, at this point that we're yep. recording. July 18th. Yeah. July 18th, we have the Spontaneous Rex single release. That's right.
1: Spontaneous Rex is a band that uh, Matt and I run. It's an experimental jazz slash a vaunt rock band, possibly some prog rock influence. And uh, we're releasing our single five years after our first album, which doesn't follow any of the principles that we've laid out so far. And, and it's also terrible. Yeah. And, uh, but our next album is going to be disgustingly good, and the single is a great start.
0: So, yes, we have that coming up, which may turn into a rant for next week. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so keep your ears open. Uh, uh, also visit spontaneousrex.bandcamp.com and mm-hmm. listen to our single, The Early Adventures of Pro Fresh, mm-hmm. a title made by this fucking idiot over here named Matt.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, also you have a Friday show, yeah, right? Yeah, after 19th. that
0: we have Bear Axe at Capitol Hill Block Party. Yeah. Bear
1: Axe is also a band that just you run and i mm-hmm. the vocalist and you guys are like a modern grunge.
0: Yeah. Something like Hard that. Hard ass butt rock. Check us out. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, Excited really to play The power party. trio
1: plus really powerful, dynamic vocalist. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. cool stuff that rises from that. Check out barracks.bandcamp.com for their first EP called
0: uh, Last Call. That is correct. Yeah. All right. And then what you've been listening to lately? What have I been listening to lately? That is a good question that I had an
1: answer to at the beginning of this podcast. Why don't you start and I'll pull up what uh, I was listening all to right. on
0: my phone. Uh, I've been re- into revisiting Aldi Miola. Ooh, Elegant Gypsy. Elegant Gypsy. Nice. Classic album.
1: Interesting fusion there. It's not just like jazz fusion. There's a, He does dig deep into like some Latin styles. He does. He does. I don't recall if he gets into flamenco Ooh.
0: in that for I know he does. I don't think he does on that album. It's him, pretty straight ahead fusion with the Latin influence, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think, but him, Paco de Lucia, and John McLaughlin did a trio album
0: mm-hmm. that was disgusting. Yep, yep. That one is amazing too. Yeah. Um, ooh, uh, listen to some Dell phonics. Ooh. Yeah. And
1: uh, I've, I haven't really discovered... I haven't been listening to a lot of super new stuff lately. Uh, I haven't been digging super hard. Uh, I really like this Latin artist right now named Rosario Flores. She has an album that's like a nice complete statement. I'm going to pull up the title of it because I'm really stupid. And uh, it's really good. It has one of the best chord progressions of all time. Oh, shit. It's a greatest hits album.
0: Yikes. Yeah, fuck me. But anyway, it's uh,
1: Grandes Ejitos. And uh, it's really dank. Rosario Flores. And it's got great shit on there. The song Te Quiero is dank. I believe you played that on guitar once. Accompanying Elimar Ugueto.
0: Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, woo. For Univision, the (laughs) sweet TV
1: station that definitely picked us up after that audition. Woo! So, yeah, that's uh, what I've been listening to, Rosario, and uh, a whole bunch of other shit. Just my standards, though, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, well, on that note, I'm Matt.
1: I'm Jake. And this has been uh, the second episode of Music Sucks.
0: And I Want to Die.
1: And just remember,
0: if you don't want to kill yourself... Then you're not listening. (laughs) See you guys next week.